0: There's no right or wrong way to do this. What we're trying to do, really, is evoke a feeling. Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast.
1: This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a successful career and a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is or you have an idea, but the vision just feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkhoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife, and I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams my hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident motivated and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life are you ready to get started all rise hey everyone welcome back to the confidence council podcast I am so happy and grateful that you're here with me today. I have an incredible episode lined up for you guys because today on the show, I am joined by manifestation expert and business mentor, Julia Martin. Julia combines mindset, manifestation, and business strategy to help her clients create lives and careers that they love. She's also the co-creator of a curriculum called Ready Mindset Go, which teaches high school students all over the world how they can uncover careers and industries that align with their values, passions, and skill sets, while also learning how to build a professional network. If that isn't enough, Julia is also the host of the Dream Your Life podcast, which I am a huge fan of. You will definitely hear and see me fangirling on the show once the interview starts. Julia is also a wife and a mom of three really sweet, precious little kiddos. She is such a bright light. Her positive energy is infectious, and I absolutely loved having this conversation with her. We talk about conscious versus unconscious manifestation, figuring out what you want, taking action, overcoming fear of judgment, limiting beliefs, just all the things. This episode is so jam-packed with valuable information. I'm just going to stop raving right now and let you go hear it for yourself. So without further ado, here is my interview with Julia Martin. Enjoy. I am major fangirling right now because I'm a big fan of your show, Dream Your Life.
0: Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here. It's such an honor and um I feel like I know you just a little bit, just from our very few little back and forth over Instagram, but it really is. I'm so excited to be here in your energy. I feel it. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into all things manifesting.
1: I'm so happy you're here. I have been binging your podcast since I came across it at the end of last year. And I have to say, you are a big part of the reason I decided to start a podcast. <sighs> I Just hearing your story and you just being, you know, a working mom and- finding this passion and kind of pursuing it, and then it leading you into this full-on career. It's just so inspiring. So I want to hear about that. But before we begin, can you tell me and the listeners, like, what is manifestation? We've all heard it. It's a big buzzword. It's trending. What is it?
0: Yes. Okay. So we'll do just like high level, like elevator pitch for manifestation, then I'll break it down just a little bit. Um, But manifestation is really just this concept that your thoughts and your beliefs become your reality, that what you think about and what you focus on and what you move towards through inspired action, you can make happen. Um, So I know that feels like very intangible. And some people are like, well, what's the difference between like, manifesting something and just like setting out to do it and the big difference is that there is something and I don't like the word magical but there is something outside of us that can support us when we do the work of getting clarity believing in ourselves and moving towards something and I've seen it happen over and over and over in my life and we can share examples and stuff but really again high level is um, turning your thoughts into things, turning the intangible into the tangible. And you do that by asking for it, really believing in yourself and believing that what you want is possible and then moving towards it just by following your inspiration, following your curiosities and just knocking on doors.
1: Where are did you come across manifestation for the first time? And can you think of the first thing you've
0: ever manifested? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we'll talk about conscious versus unconscious manifestation because there is a distinction and all of us are always manifesting. Everything in your life is a manifestation and every, every material is a manifestation. Like this water bottle was once a thought that became a thing, right? And where you live right now, everything around you, um, But most of us go through life in this kind of unconsciously manifesting the things in our life. The first time I learned about conscious manifestation, which is being very intentional with your thoughts and focus and thinking about what you want to create um, from this kind of goal sort of mindset, um, was when I, I read a book called Infinite Possibilities by Mike Dooley. Who, as I know that you know, I'm obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. He was the person who really opened my eyes to this whole idea. And I read this book. I had just been laid off three times. Um, I had I had lived a my my whole life. I had worked really hard, but also I had always known that there was something bigger than me that that like when I really did focus on something, it would be uncanny the way that things would happen. And what I realized now is I was visualizing my whole life. I was manifesting my whole life. And just for examples, like I, I would write down goals in my journal, just like really specific or kind of more general goals. And I would picture myself achieving it. So like you know, anything from the A on the test to one story that I tell a lot is I wanted to be on the set of Friends. And I would look at my coffee table book of Friends and just imagine myself sitting on the orange couch with all of the um, cast members. And I got backstage. As a 14-year-old, I like figured out a way to get backstage, hung out with the cast. And it was like these things, I never even thought of it as I'm lucky. I'm like, this just happens when I do this thing of like focusing and visualizing. So fast forward to graduating from college and then getting getting laid off three times. I realized I was just in this place surrounded by negativity. I was really letting life happen to me. I was not being intentional with what I wanted. I was kind of like, I keep getting laid off, like kind of victim mentality. And just also just hanging out with a lot of people who were in that same space um sort of like life is hard and life isn't fair. And so when I read this book and I remember so specifically when I read it, I had full body goosebumps because I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is what I've been I had been doing my whole life. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was setting goals. I was thinking and visualizing and focusing on them. And I was believing that they were possible, no matter how big or small. And I was taking action from such a different place where where it was more like the, the possibilities and opportunities are just infinite. And it was so much more exciting. And I want to get back to that place and see if this is real, if this, there's like this magic to this universe. And read that book, um, and, uh, this is at 24 years old. I'm like, I'm going to manifest a job at Google because those people have their life made. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I said, I'm going to, if, if this works, because I have no experience, I don't know anyone. And, um, I've been laid off three times. I have this scarlet letter on my resume. If this works, then I know without a doubt manifesting is real. And three months later, I got my offer. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I, my mind is incredibly powerful and I can apply this in every area of my life. And that was really the beginning for me. Wow.
1: So when you say unconscious manifesting, I think I can relate to that, but I don't know that I can relate to the visualization as much. Like, okay. I've always considered myself, people always tell me you're so lucky. Everything just Mm -hmm. always works out for you. And I believe that. I fully believe that. And I feel that I must be a pretty powerful, unconscious manifester, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not sitting around visualizing so much. But like, for example, we were looking to buy a house last year. And, you know, I've heard the the manifestation concepts of like, if you want to buy the car, go test drive the car so you can kind of get a feel for it. And so maybe what we did is kind of like that. So my husband and I, we drove around the neighborhood we live in now. Mm -hmm. to kind of get a vibe of like, he's, you know, he was showing me around, like, what about, what do you think of this area? And I like really liked it, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and just driving around and kind of getting a feel for it. And then our realtor kept showing us other houses in other areas, not that neighborhood. And eventually I'm like, well, what about that neighborhood? You know, that that we had driven around in and she was like, well, I don't have anything available there. And then she kept trying to, you know, direct me to the other areas. And, one day we drove by, we were on the way back to my car. Cause we had like met up in her car to drive around, um, to see the houses. And she was like, you know, points to this house as we're driving by, like, Oh, actually they're my clients. They might be putting on the market, but probably not anytime soon. And it was in the neighborhood. And I was like, Lisa, I want to see that house. Like, and, and she's, and I, <laughs> and she was like, well, I don't think they're ready to sell. So then, you know, we met up a couple of weeks later, looked at some other houses I wasn't that interested in. And I went back to that house on myself after we broke up into our separate cars. And I was still pumping at the time and I needed to pump desperately. And I like the the ride home was too long. So I went into their alley. I'm going to sound like a super creeper. I went into their alley of that house. I mean, it was super snowy and like, you know, yeah. there was no one around. But you know, I'm pumped no in that for. alley. <laughs> I'm pumped in that alley. And I was like imagining, I guess I was visualizing what it yes. would be like to walk down that alley. And then what do you know? Those people are like, fine, we'll, we're open to, I guess, selling if the price is right. And then now it's ours. And now here we are. So maybe I did put a little bit of that into practice Yeah. Here.
0: Well, I mean, what you describe is... Um, yeah, it's something that you you can't overlook. And by the way, I did a similar thing with our house. Here is there's a, this kind of idea of acting as if, which is part of the belief of manifesting. You have to get your subconscious and your whole mind in this place of you already feeling like it's yours. So for me, like when when I wanted to move into this house, very much know you know knew all of the manifestation techniques. Um, did this, a similar thing. S- spent so much time in this neighborhood. There were no houses that we could afford, you know, quote unquote afford then. Um, I even went as far as like, I think you might have listened to this episode, but I I sat in front of the elementary school, which I think is maybe illegal. <laughs> <So I'm> like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I'm going to pick up my daughter here from school. Um, went to the local baristas. And you just get to this point where you're, where it's like, I know I'm going to move here because it already feels like mine. And that's when it becomes so powerful because, and this is another layer, is you are starting to attract opportunities just from being in that energy of claiming that it's already yours or acting as if.
1: What what do you say to those people that they don't know what they want? Mm -hmm. Can
0: they manifest... The next step, figuring out what's next for them. Yeah. Um, And by the way, most people, it's ironic, but the hardest part of man if we think about manifesting is how the secret talks about it, which is ask, believe, receive. Even though it seems like the simplest part, ask for what you want. That is actually the part that trips people up the most because most people go through life and they don't actually take a step back to think about what do I want so you're you're kind of just attracting things based on how you feel but um, you're not really thinking beyond that right so the my first recommendation if someone's stuck on like I know that I'm not living in an aligned life. I know that I don't love my job. I know that I don't, you know, maybe I'm not in the relationship or I'm not in the best health or whatever it is, is first just thinking about how do you want to feel? Like, what does this next chapter look like for you in terms of just how you're showing up? Because for a lot of people, I mean, it, it just, it depends on who you are. Some people want, a life where it's, you know, I'm, I'm living an exciting life. I'm building things. I'm creating. I'm making an impact. I'm meeting with lots of people. Um, I'm super excited as soon as I wake up and it's go, go, go. And I'm just in this, you know, creation mode. That's my next chapter. So you start with that. Or But some people are like, What I really want in my life right now is flexibility and freedom and a slower pace. And I want to be able to walk to pick up my kids from school. And I want to be able to take Fridays off. And I want, you know, it's like, so first, connect with that. How do you want to feel? And once you have that, you just sort of start to move towards that from this place of feeling good and aligned. the i say this on um, probably every episode but the number one priority should be in how you feel because you are con- you're just like a giant magnet humans are and we're constantly just attracting things and if we really think about it it doesn't really matter what the career is or where you live or how much money you have it's how you feel in this life you 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 just we were kind of programmed to think that the money or the certain career or the certain type of house will bring the happiness but the end goal is really the happiness it's the satisfaction and the fulfillment so if we start with that and we start with thinking about how we want to feel and starting to embody that feeling now By doing things that make us feel good then you start to get like more clarity then you can start to slowly when you get an idea start to follow it you know for in your case um it probably would have felt really hard to start a podcast if you were overwhelmed and kind of like all over the place and scattered and but what you what I'm assuming happened is you got to this place of like just feeling good and feeling inspired, and it's all of a sudden you're like, "I'm gonna do it." And like it's this that's going to, to that's going to lead to the next thing that's going to lead to the next thing that's going to lead to the next thing. And all of a sudden you're living this really full, rich, aligned, fulfilled life that you couldn't have even fathomed had someone said, "Okay, write down exactly what you're going to be doing.
1: I know that you did this leap yourself, right? You were yeah. in corporate, i think fifteen years, right Twitter, Google, yeah, yeah. and then you. Started a podcast and then it led to one thing after the other. What are you doing right now in addition to the podcast?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, and this is a, this is, I think, a good example of attaching to the feeling. So for me, um, I knew that I, I love, by the way, I loved my corporate career. I loved my time at Google. I loved my time at Twitter. I would have, I think a lot of people right now, there's a lot of people talk about corporate as like soul sucking, like, you know, the worst thing and and just a lot of negativity around it. I didn't feel that way at all. I actually would not change it, anything about it. I learned so much. I grew so much, but I outgrew it. It just wasn't for me anymore. I just started to feel ever since becoming a mom, I there was something that felt really misaligned and there was something that was tugging at me that was like I want to make more of an impact. I want to serve people in a different way. I want to show up in a different way. I want to grow in a different way. I had just evolved, but I wasn't ready for what I'm doing now in my 20s. Like I mean, experience and skill set wise, but also mindset wise. Like there I Everything that I did in corporate really served me as a human being in that stage of my life. So I just want to make that clear too, because this isn't to say anything negative about working for a company. But when I started to feel this sense of misalignment, I had no idea, Monica, what I wanted to do. I was like, I tried, I, I started an Etsy shop. I, I like, I sold, I had an eBay store. I was gonna do this drop shipping thing. I just wanted to start something, and there were all these sort of like attempts. And then it just was like, what am I doing? I I had an idea for like as like kids' travel backpack that I was gonna sell on Amazon. And, uh, I was just continuing to brainstorm, but all I knew was like, I want to build something on my own. Um, I had a little, I started a little company um, where I created videos for like graduations and birthdays. And um, this was in, like, 2019. And what I realized then, and I've actually not even talked about this on my podcast, was that I loved – I just loved the, like, creation piece of what I was doing. But it's still – I didn't feel like I was serving anyone in the way that I felt, like, kind of destined to do – not destined, but, like, in the way that I really wanted to make an impact. And I remember um, my I sitting down with my husband and I'm like, I don't know why I don't want to do this. Now I feel like I'm just like spinning my wheels with, there's just something that's missing, but I just want to, I don't know, find my purpose. And so I all of a sudden I had this idea to start a podcast about finding purpose. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is going to help me find my own and I'll just interview a bunch of people Um, on what purpose is, people who are living in their purpose. And by doing this, it's this creative outlet, but then I'll also um, maybe find my own along the way or get some tools and ideas. And I recorded my first episode and I'm like, I love this, the idea of starting this podcast. And I really held on to the vision, Monica, of like, I want to serve people and I want to make an impact. And I want to wake up in the morning so excited for what I do. And I just kept holding on to that feeling of excitement for creating and for serving. Excitement for connecting and making a difference. And that podcast, I recorded an episode. N- nothing ever happened. And I like had a conversation with my husband. And I said, I, I know that there's something in the podcast, but it's not this. And because I felt like I wasn't really contributing or something. And he's like, well, why don't you do a podcast on the hundreds of books? You like talk about manifesting. And I was like, well, no one's going to want to listen to a podcast about me talking about manifesting. It's like so weird. And yeah, turns out a lot of people. <laughs> um, And that's how it started. So then that podcast, I did like hit it from everyone for a while. I was still at Twitter full time. Um, and then the, the, What happened with that is that people started reaching out to me and asking for, like, just with questions on manifesting. And then I had a few people reach out wanting coaching. And that's when I was like, oh, this could be a business, but let me test it out. And so I just started coaching on the side pro bono for free and just realized I loved it so much. So then I took a course, got certified as a life coach. And that's just—I mean—it's just evolved from there. But this, sorry, this is a really long-winded way of saying. So, right now, what I do is I have this podcast. Um, I have a, a private coaching um, practice where I help women who want to create businesses. Um, it started with more general manifesting, but then I realized how much I love the creation process and how really all my experiences in business development and sales and marketing and. I really like combining the two, like manifestation with real proven business strategy. Um, But I have clients who range from, I have someone who started a a toy store, so brick and mortar. I have um, several aspiring coaches. I have people who have started podcasts. I have people who have started other online businesses, marketing companies, agencies, um, all women. And, um, and then what I realized is a lot of the women that I was coaching were wanting to start coaching businesses on the side, like I did. And so I started a group program called dream your biz. And that's for any woman who wants to build a coaching business on the side or full time. Um, and that's, yeah,
1: so that's, did you ever expect it to turn out like that? I mean, that is incredible.
0: No, definitely not. But that's the whole thing is like I couldn't have. I didn't even know really, Monica, what a coach was. I sort of like I'd never had a coach. Um, so when that
1: first person reached out, like, can you coach me? You're like,
0: um. Well, by that I, by that point, I had had a lot of coaches on the podcast. Okay, so that you would interview.
1: Point, so you I, had like a, a, an idea.
0: Yeah, like I understood. But I, I didn't really know how to structure a call. I didn't know how like – what questions to ask. I didn't know. um, And now, I mean, those are all things that I learned along the way, but I think that that's really important to share with your listeners is um, this is a Mike Dooley quote that I say all the time, but you really want to let go of the how things are going to happen and just attach to the wow, the feeling, like the impact you're going to be making because when you're attaching to how it's going to happen. So if I had, you know, started the podcast and said, okay, this is how I'm going to monetize it. And this is what I'm going to do. I would have closed myself off to the coaching business or like creating courses or all these different things that just ended up, you know, falling into my lap or opportunities that came to me.
1: And I, it's also so important to, to mention that, you might not have all the tools right now, you know, but to start anyway, because you'll learn those things along the way. Obviously, you've gotten this far, right? So you can figure yes. it out. Everything can be figured out, right?
0: Yes. Yes, 100%. And that's actually something that I'm really with the women who are in the uh, the group Dream Your Biz is, um, you know, you're, you never have all the answers, like a big piece of mastering anything is, understanding that in the beginning, it's going to be a little messy. You're not going to know what you're talking about all the time. You're not going to have the answers, but you're going to To your point. You're going to figure it out. And the only way to really make things happen is to take action. And you take action even when you're not ready, because most likely you're not going to be ready in the beginning.
1: How did you overcome that fear of judgment of others when you were transitioning. I know you said you hid it from everyone for a while yeah. that you were starting this podcast. And I kind of, I think I took the lesson from you that it ended up being such a positive response that you're like, man, I wish I just had come out earlier. And so when I was coming out, I came out earlier this week, last week. Yay! And um yeah, yeah. It's big for me. I, not at work though. I mean, I haven't like a, yeah. people that are friends with me on Instagram and yeah. Facebook probably yeah, know, yeah. But not officially at work, but yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. And um, if you could go back, would you do it differently?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, my answer to, to if you could go back, you no, know, I, I honestly, I just don't think about going back on anything. Like it's just everything has happened exactly as it should. And we could have a whole other hour conversation on that. But um, the fear of judgment, it well, it never really goes away. It's But it goes back to the action thing. Every time you do something, every time you take action, they say that action is like the the antidote to fear, right? Like when you're scared of something, you can try to mentally, you know, prepare yourself or reframe things or do, you know, but that only goes so far. The only way to really face that fear of judgment is to face it headfirst and take action and so in the beginning for me, I was definitely sort of doing things behind the scenes and like set up a separate Instagram account, didn't really share it too much. And as soon as I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. remember the first post that I posted, to just sharing it with friends and families, and I literally threw my phone and just left, <laughs> went on <a> <laughs> the Like, And I came back and it was just flooded with just support and... Um, and not that that was what I needed, but the next time I posted it, it was still like a little bit. Uh, and now I'm just like, I don't care. I, mm-hmm. I There's still a little part of me, obviously, like we're human beings and this is an evolutionary trait to want to be accepted. But the more, the more that I have put myself out there, the more that I've realized, well, one, like it's... Nothing bad ever happens, right? And also, too, is that I I'm not for everyone, and but for the people who um, resonate with what I share, like I'm actually really helping people, and that's enough for me. Um, so I've tried to reframe it for myself as, um, even if someone is judging me, it is on them. And, um, there's always going to be those people, but I, if I hold back, I'm holding back from serving so many people who could really use this message right now.
1: I think I heard on one of your podcasts that when you were still kind of in the closet about it, you were like trending in Sri Lanka or some random kind of country across the world.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't remember which podcast, but I do remember when I like, yeah, yeah. For some reason in Sri Lanka, I I don't know, they, they, they're loving the podcast. They're loving <laughs> Julia Martin in Sri Lanka. <laughs> that is
1: so cool just to think that you have that reach, right? I mean, that yeah. is so powerful. Do you think that that internal work is necessary in order to manifest money or any other thing that you're looking to manifest that maybe you have a block about that topic how do you figure out if you even have that block and how do you even start to work through it?
0: Um, yeah. So I think what you can do is, this is how I think about it, is I look at the things that I want to create in my life or the goals that I have. Um, I look at them just across the different areas of my life. From my relationships and friendships to my, my relationship with my husband to health and our house, and finances, and my career, and I start to think, okay, what do I want in each of these areas? And then to get to those blocks, it's why can't I have this? Any reason why you say, no, I can't have this, that's an opportunity to do some work because you can have anything that you want. When you say work, what do you mean? Like, so if I said, I want – you know, a, a new, a, a new home on the ocean, um, with ocean views and five bedrooms. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, be realistic. Yeah. yeah be realistic. Much. Okay. Well, so why can't I have that? Well, one that's, that's too much. That's like, that's, that's how selfish is that? Like I already have a great home. Okay. Well, why? So use that as like, okay, well maybe, um, there is a block there because I'm worried that me desiring that means I'm I'm perceived a certain way or I'm taking from something. And so then starting to rewrite those things. If it's, you know, I want a job where um, I work only Tuesdays and Thursdays and I pick up my kids every every day at school and I'm so excited. Okay, no, I can't have that. Why? Because it's not possible. Those don't exist. Okay, well, it doesn't exist. That's a fact. Nobody has that kind of career. Well, no. So it's just an opportunity to start poking holes. And once you start to poke holes, you can start to reframe into beliefs that are a little bit more aligned. There's a lot more work that goes into this, but this is the whole, um, when we think again, the ask, believe, receive, the believing is understanding your core subconscious beliefs of why like whether you can make something happen, and if there are limiting beliefs, those are the blocks. so identifying what those are by asking yourself why you can't have something, and then working to reframe those
1: I want to go back to the visualization aspect, yeah, for the conscious manifestation, yeah. I can speak from experience when I try to manifest something that I don't already have, or I haven't seen before, or I hadn't been to. And if it's not something I can test drive, yeah. you know, or, yeah, or yeah. creep out in their alley. Yeah. Um, how do you visualize it? And what, what, what do you do when it's just black and you don't really see much
0: for the yeah. people that are having
1: trouble visualizing? Can you still manifest something?
0: Yeah. So give, can you give me an
1: example? Um, how about like having, well, having this like fun and exciting job where you are excited to wake up in the morning, you have a free schedule and um, you don't have to report to a boss or go into an office. I mean, if you don't know exactly what that's going to look like, how, how are you supposed to visualize it?
0: Okay. Well, can you imagine yourself waking up in the morning? Maybe it's not to an alarm. (sighs) What does that feel like? Sun streaming through the windows You slowly get out of bed, wake up, maybe you stretch, do some yoga, you're not in a rush. Go downstairs, picture yourself pouring a cup of coffee and maybe you grab a book and just read for a little bit. There's no pressure because you own your schedule, right? Then what? Do you maybe go and do an extra like exercise And then maybe you picture yourself going to your computer and just like getting really excited. What does that feel like to just own your day? And then whatever it is, like you're imagining yourself, okay, maybe I'm creating something. Maybe I'm on a Zoom call. Maybe I'm in Canva. Maybe whatever it is, like I'm doing just kind of vague. I'm on my computer excited. And then I get up. And then I go on a walk and meet a friend. And where do we go for lunch? Like we're just kind of daydreaming. You don't need the clarity of exactly what you're doing. Again, it's about creating the feeling. Um, does this make is this making sense? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. we're just daydreaming about the way we want the day to feel. We want to feel yes. relaxed, free, sleeping in. And are you visualizing your life? As if it was dropped into right now. So am I visualizing that kind of day sitting at this computer at this desk or in some like mansion on the beach? Do I do it right now?
0: It depends. What do we want? Like, do we want to be on a mansion in the beach? Like, do we? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Okay, perfect. With A view of the water. A view of the water. Mm -hmm. And picture yourself. There's no right or wrong way to do this. What we're trying to do really, is evoke a feeling. Whatever that feeling gives you. Like for me, when I visualize now, and I forgot to mention one other thing that I'm doing is I have um, another business that I started called Ready Mindset Go. We created a high school program, um, an old Twitter colleague of mine and I did for um, that teaches mindset manifestation with professional networking, which is a manifestation for me because I've always wanted to teach this to high school students like who have their whole life and career ahead of them um and what I would do with this is I honestly would imagine myself just I didn't know what it was going to look like but speaking at high school speaking to groups of of students and I um, would imagine I would always picture myself in my elementary uh my high school theater because that's the one that I can remember like basically where they did all of the um it's the word um, like amphitheater, I guess. Assemblies? Um, as like, yeah, assemblies, but like the the room where they would do the assemblies. And mm-hmm. I would just imagine myself walking up the stairs and just talking and like students nodding along and stuff. And it was just about the feeling of it. Like, And then I would imagine just um, students really like going back and and just thanking me and just like being like, I'm going to try this. And I've been, you know, felt this way, felt this way, but I know I believe in myself now. And I've done this so many times and Monica just got back, um, I guess it was three weeks ago, my business partner and I went through, we were hired by the state of Hawaii to bring this curriculum to high schools and we spoke at all these high schools. I had that same feeling. It did not look anything like my high school gym or or auditorium, auditorium, that was the word I was looking for, Um, but it was that exact feeling. And the students that came up to me afterwards, it was that, I'm like, this is, I totally manifested oh, this yes. moment. So going back to your point, it, it's not about the specific mansion or what it looks like on the beach, but maybe it's this feeling of just being free and also the smell of the ocean. Maybe that is the ocean, but it doesn't have to be that exact place, but you will be there. If you do this enough, it works like it works. <laughs> when you say enough, how often? Yeah. Um, it's not it's not like I can give you some formula like three times a week mm-hmm. and for 30 minutes each session. Um it's really again it's the feeling of it. So for me, I I visualize as part of my morning routine. But it's more like I do um a meditation and then I just close my eyes and think about um, what I want to create and what I, and just kind of like walk through it. And sometimes it's um, in like five, a kind of like a five-year vision. I do have this specific like manifestation on my list. And I, we have a home that like we really want to get a a lake house and I have a visualization where I'm walking on the lake with the kids and then going back and like lighting a fire and this whole thing. And, And I know it's coming one day soon. I don't care when it's coming. I'm just like, and so sometimes I do that. Sometimes it's more about something shorter term, like, um, getting upgraded to first class like I'm on a flight in you know a couple weeks okay what is it going to be like when they do that or maybe I'm going to order a glass of champagne and just have like a lovely chat with the person next to me and I'm going to look out the window and how is that going to feel and I'm going to open my laptop or read my book and I'm just going to feel so good because I enjoy um, that luxury so much and or you know so it can be for anything and it's it's more of like just daydreaming right but the the um it's not about how often or how long you do it it's just about like the feeling that you have again so you could do it every day but if it feels like a chore then don't do it it's more like it's kind of like connecting to that childlike sense of wonder and play so um when you remember when you when there is something that you really want think about it dream about it feel into it and feel like what it's going to be like when you have it when it's in your hands
1: when you daydreamed about that first class upgrade how did that end up working out for you did you get the first class upgrade
0: oh it, it has so so many times like just randomly but um I was using that more as like an example of an example. Okay. I was going to say, did you, do you ask,
1: do you have to take the inspired action to
0: ask or does someone approach you like, Oh,
1: (laughs) how did that work out?
0: I always ask. I, I, and you know, I'm sure people, some people are like, that's great. And some people are like, Oh, that's, that's too much. But, um, every hotel room, no matter what the room is, I'll ask, do you have any upgrades available? Um, Every single time I check in for a flight, are there any upgrades? But I'm super nice. Nice, like I, of course. And not like – I would never be pushy about it. It's really – and also I'm just so aware of my energy that I It's just a I bonus. Know, like I don't need it. Yeah, it's just a bonus. And they feel it. Like I, I actually did a story on this because I um, – really wanted to get on an earlier flight and they were sold out. And I was at the airport and I wanted to make it to this. Um, this coach was running this workshop and I had paid for it, but I wasn't going to make it if I were on the later flight. And the people at the gate were like, no, there are no seats. And most people would be like, oh, okay. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep, keep staying hopeful for this. Mm-hmm. They said they're on our seats. I got my tickets for the next flight went over to the actual gate agent and they said yeah it's completely sold out um and they said plus like we can't change your change your seat your your ticket you would have to buy a new ticket cancel that one there's and i just stayed hopeful and said okay well if there's any opportunity i would be so grateful i'll sit over here the flight is going to leave in 45 minutes. I'm just going to remember me. And then I just, you know, smile. And they're just kind of like, that. came back again. Is there any update? No, sorry. And then very last minute, the gate agent came over and said, someone didn't show up. I'm really not supposed to do this. Wink, wink. You're on. Here yes. you go. Up. And I'm just like, I knew it. Like, mm-hmm. I, not that it would have been fine either way, but I knew that I was going to make it to that workshop and I didn't give up at any point along the way, which is I think so important for people too is um, even if it it's looking like it's not going to happen, there's nothing wrong with staying hopeful. It's not like you're going to get more let down than you would had you not stayed hopeful, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I relate to that with my... Like getting pregnant journey a little bit, I that's when I kind of rediscovered manifestation. I think my girlfriend sent me. It was like an Oprah Super Soul Sunday with Gabby Bernstein. I don't have you heard that? The one about the turkeys is like oh the, the, no way. She she was having trouble with fertility too. She wasn't able to get pregnant, and then she just kind of the the whole topic was about like surrendering right and just kind of yeah. letting go because you yeah. get obsessive right at least that yeah bit. and so. and she clearly was too. And so she asked for a sign and just kind of forgot about it and was like, it'll happen when it happens. And there were like turkeys in front of her office and she Googled them. And the, I guess the sign is a fertility. It's a fertility sign of fertility. Turkeys are. Yeah. So yeah, from then, I, then I started asking for signs and stuff too, for, um, when, when my baby was coming and that's a story for another day, but what do you tell those people who have been putting in the work and say that they're visualizing and and it's not coming and um they're maybe feeling a little desperate about it will it come if they're desperate or do they have to have a little bit of that let go moment
0: yeah um i mean there there is something about um being able to let go and believe and if we think about it as energy, um, desperation can sometimes create a block in and of itself. So it's really hard though when you want something so much, and I know, and I've been on my own fertility journey um, with my second actually, and um, the obsession and the desperation, it does really, and you hear this too, right? With, with people who all of a sudden get pregnant as soon as like, the adoption papers are signed and filed, mm-hmm. right? Or as you know, as soon as they, um, like I, like IVF works, and then they get pregnant naturally, like with the next one, no problem. While they have a six-month-old, and it's it's this letting go. Um, but I would say is really learning to, um, to to start focusing less on. Um, the thing that you're so desperately wanting and more on this actually ties it all together just more on how you want to feel more on just how you want to feel and connecting to that and seeing how you can serve yourself now to start feeling that way now so whether so if it's being a mom you know What is it that you want so much about being a mom? I want to be able to be nurturing and take care of someone. Maybe it's through a pet or, you know, a niece or a nephew or something. Just starting to really feel into that without saying, I need it for myself right now. Like, but this is how I want to feel. Or if it's, um, you know, move into a new job because I want to be more creatively fulfilled. So tapping into the creativity right like starting to do something on your own that just brings that sense and that feeling back um that can sometimes just help just help you let go of the like the tightness of the grip because you're starting to serve yourself that feeling um but there are so many i mean i i could talk about this this topic for so long
1: julia this has been
0: incredible and so
1: jam packed and I'm so so grateful that that you took the time to be here today. Can you tell the listeners where they can can connect with you on yeah. social?
0: Yeah, so my um my Instagram is dream your life now. Um my website is dreamyourlifenow.com. I would love to hear from anyone. I think that I get most excited. I mean, I I would obviously any questions you have about manifesting or um just really this idea of creating a life that you love, which is really what we've been talking about. I'd love to just chat with you. Um, but I was going to say, if you have an idea or you want to start your own business, that's where um, I feel like I is my really my forte and in my real passion. And um, And when I work with people, I really help them Create the vision, get that clarity, work through their limiting beliefs, and then start with the strategy and the action piece. So it is um, the program that I have. It does take you through the different phases of manifesting, but really from the lens of starting a business, either on the side or um, or for your full time thing. So um, if anyone is interested in that too, um, we can talk about it for sure.
1: Amazing, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.